0: Don't count out Bo Pribula. He's going to keep this quarterback battle pretty interesting.
1: You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yes, that is right. You are Locked On Disney Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every single day. My name is Zach Seiko. I'm your host of the show. Thanks for joining me. Becoming every day or subscribe to the channel. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And let me know in the comments section if this quarterback is a quarterback battle, is it legitimate? Or not, Drew Aller versus Bo Prabula. That's what we're starting off with today, talking about some depth takeaways from the first fall camp practice of the 2023 season. Man, football is here. It's great to have it, but look, I'll I'll put it like this it's not that Drew Aller didn't impress, right? Okay. All the media members, uh, all of us alike, gravitated naturally to the quarterbacks, but I got to say, Bo Prabula. Looks pretty good. Looks really good as a passer. His, his spirals were tight. Passes were delivered on target to the wide receivers in stride because some of these were a little bit of time. I'm not, on the quick slants. I'm not really all that impressed. Okay, that's, you know, it's just a matter of getting the fundamentals down the logistics, but watching some of those guys do the, the nine routes, the streak routes, the going deep, right? And, and Bo Prabula hit those players in stride. So now it gets... It gets a little interesting because the, the everydayers know this, right? I, I've said, I, I firmly believe that this is a quarterback battle in the sense of you don't want Drew Aller to get comfortable. You want Bo Prabula to be able to at least motivate the two of them. I mean, Jackson Smollett, I, I, Jackson Smollett's going to be the third quarterback on the depth chart simply because he hasn't been in the program as long, Okay. Uh, Drew Aller, Bo Prebula, uh, do have the one year of experience on him. But these two quarterbacks are talented in their own right, Aller and Prevula, And James Franklin has always, he's been notorious for this, right? The quarterback competitions, you think back to Trace McSorley and Tommy Stevens. Both those guys were incredible athletes, but the differentiating factor was that Trace McSorley was always the better, just had better field vision than Tommy Stevens did. And then you looked at Will Levis and Sean Clifford. And Sean Clifford won that quarterback battle every time. But Will Levis was still utilized. So don't think just because Drew Aller might win the starting quarterback, should win, will win the starting quarterback job, that Bo Perbuala is not going to be used. That he is going to be a... Not necessarily a focal point in the offense, but think back to the lion packages. Now, that was a Joe Moorhead thing with Tommy Stevens and then Ricky Ronnie and every, you know, you get it. Will Levis, right? But James Franklin did tip his hand a little bit. Every dayers remember this. Sprack in spring practices with one of his opening press conferences, he said that these two guys were going to get a lot of snaps together. A lot of individual snaps because you had to build depth. You had to get the experience. There isn't any sense of trying to say, okay, your first string, your second string, because at any point in time, Bo Prevuella could go in the football game. Same thing with Jackson and These guys haven't been in college football for that long. But Bo Prevuella is going to be used in a variety of ways. Now West Virginia with the fact that the depth chart is not set, right? It's a quarterback competition. Drew Aller, you don't know, but Bo Prevuella is a different type of player. He is a running quarterback. He's he's come a long way from looking at the blue and white game. Remembering back to that, there were some things where I said, okay, there, there's a gap, there's a distance between Drew Aller and Prabula. But I, I like the way that he slung the football around just this past Wednesday, August 2nd. I, I like the way, I feel a lot more confident in the quarterback room as a whole. Jackson Smolik didn't really have any bad passes either. So this is a good thing for Penn State. Competition is a good thing. So yes, there's a quarterback battle in the fact that you can rely on Bo Prebula if he needs to go in. I feel much more confident that if Prebula were to go in, he could lead this team up and down the field, maybe not as effectively as Drew Aller because Mike Yersich's offense is a little more tailored. They're going to have to do specific things to help Prebula succeed, but that's okay. That's what good coaching is all about. Tommy Stevens, Will Levis, Bo Prebula. Similar type of setup here, where they can be relied upon. There's not that much of a drop off when you go from the starter to the backup. That is a great thing, and you can get creative with him. You can get creative with him because of his athleticism. Levis could run. We know Tommy Stevens could run. He would truck people <laughs> any which way. Have you gotten his way? Probula is a gamer. He has the it factor. Drew Aller did not look bad. He looked good, but there really wasn't as much to the conversations. Always been about him, but say never but what happens if aller is unable to go at any point in time whether it's just for a couple of snaps i knock on wood okay i get it but Prabula, full confidence that he is going to be a quality backup and then ultimately inherits the job even when he sticks around right age of the transfer portal you, you really can't say much else but i also i like what jackson smolik had to do Uh, as well the the quarterback room while i would have liked to have a veteran in there from the transfer portal ohio state did it michigan did it we know about that i brought it up before it's still i I can sleep a little better at night knowing that these guys have come a long way just as young arms they have between them right two years of college football experience just aller getting in select games last year and Prabula being a redshirt freshman this season redshirting uh, last year to gather that experience. So I still fully believe Drew Aller's the starter. You don't make an effort like that to get Drew Aller in games. Bo Prabula, you could have done it with Bo Prabula. Bo Prabula didn't see the football field last season. Christian Vayair did, and that's fine. But if there was a conscious effort to get Bo Prabula in even a fraction as much as they did with Drew Aller, okay, I would say, all right, this quarterback battle is a little more legitimate it's it's legitimate in the sense of you want competition you want these guys to feel like they have an opportunity and Bo Preville is not going away quietly he is not going down without a fight he wants that job just as much as Drew Aller they they don't sit back and think well the media guys think that I'm the backup quarterback and that Drew Aller is the presumed starter so let me think that as well he is competing just as hard to be the number one quarterback just as much as Drew Aller is but like I said Aller immediately vaulted to the second spot. It wasn't Sean Clifford, Christian Veyer. They moved Aller up to the number two spot to start. They got him in games. They got him in as early as Ohio, Central Michigan, Indiana, Rutgers. You saw that. And down towards the tail stretch of the season, especially when Drew Aller came in, you didn't see Bo Prabula come in late in the fourth quarter because you can keep that red shirt. I understand preserving the red shirt for a player like Bo Prabula who needs a little more time to develop here. Whereas Drew Aller comes in with a skill set that is almost college football ready, It was college football ready, frankly. We, we saw it on full display against Purdue just a year ago. But for Perbula, there wasn't that similar plan to say, hey, let's get him out on the football field, even for a game or two, because you have that four game window not to burn the red shirt. That's all I'm saying with Aller didn't matter. Red shirt was never a plan. He had the green light all the way and there was a reason for that. So I'm going to stick by that. I'm going to hang my hat on that and say that Penn State is going to have Aller as the starter. But Perbula, all my respect in the world because he's got the it factor. He's a gamer. And he's competing for that starting job. He is not playing like he's not conceding it. Let's just say that much. So Penn State, a, a lot of a lot of good things from what we were able to see in 15 to 20 minutes out of practice. Another thing that stood out was Nicholas Singleton and the running backs taking some. Now I know this is part of the part for the course. These are just regular drills, but to see the quarterbacks just work on timing with more than just the wide receivers and the tight ends, trying to get in. Get in that rhythm with Singleton, Allen, Potts, the rest of them. The those three are going to be the main guys on the football field. But we saw Tank Smith get time last year. I had a good blue and white game, I might add. Never count out Tyler Holtzworth, Emil Davis. Those guys could play anywhere else at, at some smaller division one schools. They are good football players when it comes to the base. But I, I watch I, I watch the the timing routes, the swing routes with those running backs and If Nicholas Singleton and Katron Allen, Katron Allen was pretty involved in the passing game, but I want to see these guys be utilized more in the sense of not just a check down. Okay. You don't just look at him and say, well, I have no option here with my one, two, three, four, five receivers. I'm just going to dump it off to Nicholas Singleton and we get four or five yards, or I'm going to give it to Katron Allen and the same thing. We just, we just got to get a few yards to pick up a first. I want to see Singleton move out to the slot in motion and the defenses are like, okay, what are we doing here? We have no idea. Are Singleton's hands that much better? I would hope so because I like to compare these two guys to Reggie Bush, Lendell Wade of old, and people, uh, you can't do that. That's vintage. Reggie Bush was a Heisman. Singleton, Allen. Thunder, Lightning, the bruiser, the finesse type of player. Now, Nicholas Singleton is by far, uh, far away from just categorizing him as a finesse player. But he's more of that. He's more that we're... Allen will run right through, and so will Singleton. But at, for Allen, he's a, he's a bigger, bulkier back, a little more grounded, whereas Singleton is just it's just lightning quick. It's different with his speed. So I say singleton to Bush, obviously White to Allen. And this was brought up to me by Brian Smith or locked on zone that well, Reggie, Reggie Bush was a great receiver. So you can't compare, it's not fair to compare Singleton to Bush because of that capability. Well, if Singleton can do that this season, Penn State's offense gets that much better to be able to line him out at wide receiver, make the motions for defenses to account for his hands in the open field. It's not just, well, he's a check down. He's a a safety spot for Drew Aller, Oprah Bula, right? Whoever's quarterbacking out there. It's more of a, we got to make sure we don't put a slow linebacker on Singleton because if he takes a quick slant, 50 some yards Uh, We got to go back to the drawing board. So I I really like to see that there's the promise, the potential, the hope of it. And and that's really ultimately what I'm looking for here. It is locked on Nittany Lions. And it was fun because football is back. Football is almost less than a month away. Less than a month away. We're talking to Zane Bransfield in the final segment. And it just it I want to emphasize the depth for this team because that was really on display. You don't really see a lot with the individual position drills. But what you do see is just collectively how much deeper this team is. We're going to talk about that. In just a second, but let's hear from our sponsor of today's show, and that is LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is number one for hiring the best candidates you can find. These days, every new potential hire can feel just like that, a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team For two reasons, faster and for free. It is easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. All you got to do is add your job, then add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions are going to make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills, just the right experiences, so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and then who you would like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That is LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Locked on Nittany Lions, your go-to podcast for Happy Valley Insider.com. Check out my latest notebook. I was at practice. We got film, we got footage, we got to witness it all over on happyvalleyinsider.com. Look up, watch, uh, read my notebook to catch up on all the latest observations that I made outside of this episode. So I'm going to try to expand upon what I was able to put into word form here. I'm expanding upon that here. Other things that were easy to see. Now I know. Injuries aren't piling up and and I hope they don't, but that's just the nature of the sport. Football is a physical, violent game. You're going to get not only bumps and bruises, but some really bad luck injuries. And we get that. But this Penn State team and James Franklin has said it. He told former Penn State tight end Adam Brenneman that This is a team that you now feel like you have the quality depth to make a championship run because you are going to miss key players. You are going to miss role players. Let's think back to 2016. I have a good example for this, okay? Michigan beat the absolute living daylights out of Penn State. We try not to remember it. I try to file it out of my brain. Sometimes it keeps me up at night, okay? The Wolverines got the best of Penn State, and that was one of the games that held them out of the college football playoff. And thank goodness they put in the Washington Huskies, right? But you think back to that game, what had happened? Penn State lost key players. Penn State was also missing key players. We think back to Brandon Bell, Jason Cabinda, your two iconic at the time linebackers, your starters, the faces of the defense, guys who were more than just quality players. They were the leaders on that defense. And you get to Ohio State. What's the difference between that Michigan game that Ohio State game? Penn State was able to get healthy. They were able to have the numbers, the depth back ready to go. And that proved to be the difference maker. Jason Cabinda and Brandon Bell being back in full capacity for that game mattered. That's going to matter this season. So that's where I'm trying to bring it full circle here is that depth is going to matter. You can have all the talent in the world, but uh, any of those guys, you don't want to lose them for any foreseeable period of time, but you also have to game plan for it. Let's talk about what Landon Tangwell said about the offensive line. I want to, this offensive line impresses me. And I know what everybody's thinking, okay? James Franklin, Ed, th- this is the best offensive line under James Franklin. How many times have you heard that? Well, because the bar gets moved up every single time. it's like lifting in the weight room. If you add a new personal best every single time, well, that's the same exact sentiment here. We continue to see Penn State adding on the weight for that personal best, (laughs) metaphorically, but literally too, right? If we're talking about size, if we're talking about weight in the offensive line room, now you have, honestly, I, I know that Michigan and Ohio State get recognized as a top 10 group every single year by the national pundits, but Penn State should not be on they they are inside the top 10, and the depth firmly is there. So Landon Tangwall at the 2023 Lift for Life, we talked to him, and Landon said, "This Penn State has two offensive lines that could both start. There's the first string and the second string. So that tells me everything I need to know, that Penn State could basically cycle out an entire group of offensive linemen. Forget mixing and matching for a second, because you are going to have guys that are going to need to rotate in, a guard, a tackle. We get that. We understand that. But the fact that you can say, all right, Olu to Landon Tangwall to Hunter Norzad to Sal Wormley to Caden Wallace, those guys can go on the bench and there's not much of a drop off with that second group that comes in. So think about Drew Shelton. Think about Vanga Vanga Yuane. Think about Nick Dawkins coming in. All of those guys are are going to pick right off for pick right back up where Penn State leaves off with that A group for the offensive line. So I, I am all for it. And seeing the depth at offensive line and seeing all the freshmen with the potential in the world—the Alex Birchmeyer, the Javen Williams, Chimney Ono, Anthony Donko—those guys provide now an extra added layer of depth. On top of that, to feel really confident about this group, Let's flip it over to the defensive side. Linebackers: Abdul Carter, Curtis Jacobs, Kobe King—incredible starters. Three of the most athletic dudes you're going to find in the Big Ten, all at the same position. All at the same time, you can't get around them. I I don't understand if Penn State, for opponents, they are not going to be able to get uh, past that second level. I I kid you not when those three guys are are on the football field. But the other linebackers, too, Tyler Elsden, Dom DeLuca, the freshman Tony Rojas, Tamir Robinson. I mean, there is a lot of quality. And let's not forget about Keon, Keon Wiley, who's coming into another season. All of these guys are very athletic. Penn State, not going to miss a beat at the linebacker spot. Flip it back over to the offense. How about wide receiver? Now, wide receiver has a solid first string. And we're going to talk about this more in, in the third segment in the upcoming segment with Zane. But the, the wide receivers with Dante Cephas, you needed to go get, get guys out of the portal. Cephas, Malik McLean, to add on top of that. But Cephas, Trey Wallace, and Keandre Lambert-Smith are your starters. You got a lot of guys that are going to contend for second and third spots uh, on the depth chart. I mean, it is a long list of names. Think about Sean Clifford's younger brother, Liam Clifford, Caden Saunders, all of those guys, Anthony Ivey, Tyler Johnson. I mean, there there are a lot of names that Penn State has to work with when it comes to the wide receiver room. How about Donald Driver's son? Christian Driver, making the switch over from safety. Two wide receivers, so there there are plenty of names. I don't want to leave out Amari Evans as well. Amari Evans, uh, it was praised by Trey Wallace during spring practice, and because Dante Cephas comes in and is going to be the X wide receiver, which is Amari Evans' natural spot, he could play any of them, slot, Z, whatever, either boundary. But Cephas, being the veteran, former All MAC player, he is going to take the he's going to take the lead over and Amari Evans, who still has a little bit of ways to go. But from what I've gathered, from talking to people that are coaches or around the program, Amari Evans is someone that is an up-and-coming player that can be a featured type of wide receiver. So that is your depth. And then it's just a matter of all of them settling it out. So depth, 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 and more depth. And that is what makes championship teams. That is what separates the really great teams from the good to the you know above-average schools. This is across the board in basketball, football. I mean, I could relate the, the Denver Nuggets here. I know this isn't an NBA, a locked NBA will appreciate this, but the Denver Nuggets had so much depth, you just couldn't you couldn't do it. Their bench was very deep. Penn State has a lot of players that could start anywhere else. And then this is good. Not only does this help when there is an injury, this also prevents injury. I want to I want to reemphasize that this can prevent injury. Why Penn State likes to go with a two running back system and then have a third guy who's very quality is because you don't have to overwork. You don't have to emphasize the workload and put too much on a player's plate. You can say, say Hey, coach, I need a playoff. Good. We feel good about letting the next guy up go in. That's what will happen. Some these guys will get these stars will get worn down. Because there's not the depth behind them to go in and say, Coach, I, n- I know they don't want to come off the field. Don't get me wrong. But if there's a play, ankle gets twisted, they need to come out, get it taped real quick. Some guys just tough it out and say, you know what? We can't risk putting in the backup in this uh, this crunch time moment. Now you can for Penn State. And, and, and that's the good news here. So a lot of depth to see all around. I know it's the start of camp, so everyone's going to be healthy. Everyone's going to be ready to go. But I was just... I, to see it now on full display with the full roster out there at, at Haluba hall at, at the outside of the lash building on the practice field. It, it was really pleasing with what potential lies ahead for this 2023 group. It's locked on Nittany lines. We're going to talk to Zane Bransfield is helping me out with the show in this next segment. And in this final segment, let's welcome back. Mr. Zane Bransfield. Zane came along to practice with me. We got to see it first fall camp for the 2023 season You got to witness the quarterbacks, the running backs, wide receivers, lots of wide receivers competing for some spots in the depth chart. But I want to know from you, give us your hottest take that could break the internet. Well, a lot of
1: guys looked really good yesterday, but I don't think people should sleep on the Harrison Wallace drew Aller battery for this coming season. Okay. I think it's going to be something they both have around 500 yards together. And something people should look out for, like they talk about Harrison over at Ohio State, but I think Wallace is that other guy.
0: Yeah, Wallace was somebody the Everydayers saw the previous episode. And I encourage people to be an Everydayer, subscribe to the channel, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. But Trey Wallace, I'm glad you brought him up. Trey Wallace was one of my favorite candidates to break out for this season. Of course, uh, if I'm going to have to go with anybody, I think Theo Johnson is going to become the reliable target for Drew Aller, but. I can't disagree with you if that ultimately becomes Trey Wallace because Trey Wallace is just a heck of an athlete. has uh, springs in his shoes. He can sky above just about anybody. He's listed at six foot one, six foot two, so good solid size, but not the big like Malik McClain is six foot four, Theo Johnson six foot six. So he's not going to tower over anybody. But the way he does is he wins the jump ball, boxes people out like in a basketball game. So I'm glad that you mentioned Wallace. So if you think he's going to become the prime target over Keandre Lambert-Smith, Theo Johnson, and Dante Cephas, like this is a really good nucleus that we have of pass catchers we're witnessing at Penn State. Well, and even if he doesn't break out,
1: we got a bunch of guys who are really good at catching the football. So it'll be interesting to see whether that is Theo Johnson, Tyler Warren, Wallace, Lambert-Smith, even Dante Cephas. But we got depth here at Penn State that hasn't been seen in quite a few years.
0: Yeah. And that has to do a lot with, I'm not going to really make mention of what transpired, but, or what transpired because of the situation was the loss of scholarships. And James Franklin, he said this in an interview with former Penn state football player tight end Adam Brenneman and said that he was really walking into a situation where he didn't have that depth. And now we're seeing it, at the offensive line position where it's very, very important, the running back position. You have a lot of guys in that second and third string for wide receiver. Maybe some of those guys break out. The first group is good, but there's a lot of players that are vying for those second spots. And so I'm glad you, you back me up here on this episode, Zane, because I think depth is key for any football team because injuries are going to happen. Players are going to go down. Players are going to have to come in and out of the game, okay? Your best ability is availability, And Penn State certainly has that for this upcoming season.
1: You hit that right on the nail of the head. Best is availability. And you don't want to talk about injuries. People don't want to think, oh, what if so-and-so gets hurt? But it's just bound to happen. That's what football is. football. It's sports. And having, like, two, three guys at tight end, three, four guys at wide receiver, even Drew Aller and Bo Pabula, no matter who starts, you got two solid quarterbacks in there, which – Not that we didn't have that last year we did, but it's just a good thing to keep bringing up every year and something that Franklin evidently loves to do. He loves to have depth. And he likes to keep his guys fresh, too, going into the game. He doesn't want to tire out. Like He didn't have Nick Singleton running every ball last season. He mixed it up with Catron Allen, and it's going to be the same thing this year. And there's some other guys that might get some decent playing time because of that to keep those guys fresh because they are probably the best running back duo
0: in the country. And fans can see why Penn State made it a point of emphasis. Keevon Lee transferring out, going to Mississippi State. That was going to hurt going into the season. So Penn State said, okay, now it's a priority for us to go in the transfer portal, not because we don't have talent at the running back position, but ultimately because depth is very important and Trey Potts certainly adds that. And he will get a good amount of carries, a good amount of touches, between the three of them, Singleton, Allen, and then Potts. So running backs, wide receivers, quarterback depth chart. It's still a matter of there's talent there, but I would have liked to seen them bring in a veteran just the way that Ohio state did. And Michigan did the everydayers know this one. I I brought this up. Michigan brought in Jack Tuttle. He's been around college football for six, seven years. Right. And he simply is a veteran quarterback backup presence. Let's look at Ohio State. Tristan Jebbia, who comes over from Oregon State, has been in college football for seven years and becomes a backup for who, who knows what the starting quarterback situation is over there between Kyle McCordy and Devin Brown. I'm eager to see how that one plays out, but they have two capable quarterbacks like Penn State. Okay. They're in the same situation, right? And what did Ohio State do? They still went out and got a savvy veteran, Penn State. I don't know if they were emphasizing that, but still at the end of the day, they were unable to do it going into this fall camp. Uh, Zane, anything else that you noticed from our, our first practice? It's our first practice, right? We got to give our boldest boldest takeaways uh, heading into the season after seeing 15 minutes of a Penn State football practice. Yeah, that's very true. It wasn't like we saw a whole lot, but a lot of the guys just
1: looked super athletic, guys that people are mm-hmm. sleeping on, like Theo Johnson, we know he can catch a football, but I saw a couple of catches where he was jumping in the air and like over defenders and catching the ball for a
0: big, for a big dude, who's two sixty. He can leap. Yep. And
1: then they were handing the ball off to Allen and Singleton and they were right up the sideline and they looked really good. They were catching the ball with ease. They were moving their feet quickly and they were juking around. And frankly, that's what you need. We need people who are very athletic, especially in the big 10 with all the athletes we have. It's something that, people evidently sleep on a lot and it's like whoever's more athletic usually is going to catch the ball that's what made Joey Porter Jr. so like such a big presence last season was because he was so athletic and we have that on both offense and defense but yesterday just watching the offense even some people think Drew Aller's not as athletic as Bro Prabola, but Drew looked really good and they were doing drills where he was tucking the football going back and forth from the five-yard line and he was switching the football very well and is moving his feet very quickly. And it's something I'm really excited to see how he does because evidently like Penn State hasn't had a very good like running presence with Clifford, and they haven't had that since Trace McSorley was there. Not that Clifford's a bad athlete, it was just Trace McSorley had a lot of scramble yards and he was yeah. moving back and forth and he was breaking defenders. And it's something I think that – people overlook with Drew Aller and I think he can do that this season
0: and Drew Aller can certainly move he's got great pocket presence he's not a statue I want to I want people to get that through if there's any doubt that well he's just a big quarterback can't move he can he can move and they're gonna abstain probably from having him tuck it and run the football he'll do it when it's on a third and five everybody's covered he'll take it dive for the first down. that's okay but as a design runner I, I don't We'll we'll see what Mike Yersich schemes up. But, yes, Drew Aller, very good at evading the rush, and that was evident last year when he came in games last year. Zane, it's always great to talk to you. Thanks for coming out to practice with me to see what Penn State football had to offer uh, in the first one. And can't wait to catch up again and uh, go through our notes uh, for everybody here on Locked on Nittany Lions. Thank you, Zach. Thanks for checking out this episode of Locked on Nittany Lines. Let me know in the comments what you think about Penn State's quarterback-quarterback battle between Drew Aller and Bo Prebula, if it's all for show or if it is legitimate with Prabula being able to push Aller for the starting spot. And let me know what you think about the depth, Who, which group has the best room, the best unit out of all of them. And let me know down in the comments section. And become an everydayer. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow at Locked On Nittany on Twitter X. Follow my personal account at Zach underscore Seiko, and we'll bring you more Penn State football content here on Locked On Nittany Lines.